I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. Yo soy. I am Alberry. So who wouldn't love a college major where eating is pretty much a requirement? Well, our guest today knows all about that. She's Dr. Ann Vravik, head of Mount Mary's Food Science Program. And thanks for being on our podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks. Well, so obviously there's a little more than just eating involved with food science, a bit of <laughs> chemistry, biology, a lot of other ologies. Talk a little bit about that. So food science is the study of how food changes every time we do something to it. So when you stir something, there are chemical reactions. When you add water, when you cook it, freeze it. Um, cut it up, whatever it is, there are chemical changes that are happening to food. And food scientists spend a lot of time trying to um, maximize that to make food more nutritious or um, that it tastes better or that it um, preserves longer. All of those things go into um, preserving food or eating food and having a healthier lifestyle. So it's really involved in any kind of food preparation, pretty much, right? Exactly. Yep. So most food scientists go into um, food industry or food manufacturing. So all of the food that you find on the grocery store shelves, everywhere you buy something off the shelf is something that has been touched by a food scientist at some point. So they are um, the people who are making sure that um, the vitamin content stays high enough or that the bacterial content doesn't get too high to make us sick, um, color stays the same, flavor, all of those things. And you see on labels all those words you can't pronounce. <laughs> is that part of it as well? It is. And some of those words are required by the FDA. So there are regulatory agencies that get involved in what can go into food and what can't go into food. And so those labels then reflect that. And the Words seem like crazy long chemical words, but in fact, most of the ingredients um, are actually natural compounds. And when you put that into a chemical name, it sounds pretty scary. So like vitamin E is tocopherol. You see tocopherol on a, you know, on a label and it looks kind of scary. But if you realize what it is um, in its natural form, something that is what we eat and need for our nutrition on an everyday basis. So when students go into food science, are they aware of all that's behind it? I know they hear that, that term food science and think that sounds interesting, but what are they learning right when they first get in and what didn't they really realize before? Yeah, that's a great question. I think most students don't even hear about it um, as a career path um, at all until somebody actually approaches them about it. So well, the things that they don't realize is how much involvement a single person gets involved in the manufacturing of food. Um, people think food just shows up at the grocery store and you just buy it and there it is without realizing how much effort goes into it. So our students, once they start to take some of these classes and realize the impact that they will have on the development of food, um, it becomes real exciting. What are some of the first things that they'll do? I know you've, you've done an experiment that I've seen before where you put some gum in your mouth and something else <laughs> and it, it just totally changes. There's a lot of physiological and, and scientific things that go in. But are, are these students, when they see this stuff, are they like, wow, I had no idea? Yeah, they are. And they always say, that's so cool. <laughs> because really, it is so cool to think that you can experience science by tasting it. Um, and so when you put something like gum and chocolate in your mouth, they dissolve together because they are like components. They're both fat soluble. And the scientific concepts that go into that, we can learn in all different sorts of 
um, scientific environment. So the, the chemistry classes will teach the same thing. But when you learn it in food, all of a sudden now it becomes so much more relevant and understandable. And I find that my students are surprised that they can learn chemistry by tasting food. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's that's the way to do it, huh? Right. Yeah. And there are a lot of food producing companies in this area, yeah. right? And, and so there's a lot of opportunity for students to get involved with those companies. Is that right? For sure. So Milwaukee uh, has a large number of food companies um, and in the greater Milwaukee area as well. So Wisconsin being so central to the United States is a great location for these food companies just because transportation is so much easier um, to get your food out or to get commodities in. And um, so the students, because we have so many large name companies here in Milwaukee, um, students are able to visit these companies. We have one class where students actually get in my car with me and we drive to food companies and we get to see how food scientists play a role in each company's um, product that they're developing. So we get behind the scene tours and we get great conversations with food scientists and learn a lot about marketing and um, packaging and how the food plant works. It's, a, it's an amazing operation. And especially around here, there's got to be a pretty big demand for the students that are coming out of this program. Huge. In fact, I can't even supply enough food scientists. I'm constantly getting phone calls or emails from various food companies in the area asking for new graduates, and we just can't supply them fast enough. So let's go back to the lab and, and talk about what you do in there. So there's actually tangible things where you're dealing with food. I know right now we're recording this in the fall, and so there's a lot of fall foods and things like that. You did something with caramel apples. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we had a graduate student who was um, interested in studying the safety of caramel apples. And she went around to a number of different uh, local farmers markets and gathered um, homemade caramel apples and then ran some safety studies on them to just understand the bacterial content in them and found that when you push the stem through the top of a caramel apple, it actually pushes bacteria straight into the center of the apple. And so... We learned through this process that the cleaning of the apple, the preparing of the food prior to even um, making your final product or even selling it is so important. So getting into those nooks and crannies within the area where the stem grows out of um, is the area where bacteria can just accumulate. And that makes sense because it's so tight in there, you know, and when you oftentimes make food at home. Those are the areas that we don't get to close enough to be able to make them clean. So that research was just so exciting because it showed, um, you know, so many aspects of not only food safety, but then also just how these changes can happen and how often we aren't even aware of, you know, food safety problems. So you don't want to be a Debbie Downer going into a nice candy store or something that has uh, caramel apples, but uh, right. you sort of know what the real situation is. Huh? Yeah, except that we're kind of the other thing that we discovered was that if you just don't lick that stick, which is the best part of a caramel apple, right? Um, I usually pull it out and that's where that big glob of caramel sits, but that's also um, seems to be a, a danger zone as well. So as long as you're eating around the outside of the apple and eating it like we normally are supposed to eat it, um, it's safe. But uh, it was just interesting uh, research that came out of it. Yeah. And I would assume there's a whole lot of things going on in every type of food that, that we have when you, I'm sure, look into it deeper in that way. For sure. And that's also an exciting part of food science is that we get involved in finding those problem areas to prevent illness in people. So it's a very um, satisfying 
career as well, because you know you're playing a role in making our food systems safer and knowing where these problem areas are and avoiding them before uh, food gets out onto the market. What type of experiences and maybe jobs have students gotten after they've gone through the program? The coolest jobs ever. Like makes me want to go out into the workforce again. <laughs> they, uh, we have one student who is working for a company that is interested in um, developing formulations for beer. And she picks out hops and she picks out different grains and does the different fermentation um, processes and comes up with great tasting beer for beer companies. We have another student who does a lot of um, the understanding of cheese manufacturing. So she is involved in um, the tasting of the milk, believe it or not, Hmm. that comes in. The milk can change so much in its flavor based on season, based on the diet of the cow, even based on the variety of the cow. And so she is involved in making sure that the milk that comes in is what we call standardized. So it's the same flavor going into the cheese every single time. Um, We have, gosh, we have students all over the place, both in, you know, edible food that you think of, you know, chewing on, including beverages, things that we drink. And sustainability is a big part of what you're teaching and what you're learning too. Talk a little bit about that. So sustainability is so important. And if you think about all the food that's manufactured, there is so much food waste that comes from that. How often do do the apple peels that come off the apple get thrown out or the cores or even the stems and seeds? Um, All of those components add to our landfill. And if we can figure out ways to decrease food waste, not only from the plant, you know, the food plant itself, but also in our kitchen, Um, we can make a huge impact on our environment just by simply decreasing the amount of food we throw away. So this class that we're teaching this semester is real exciting because we're teaching the students how to do things in their own kitchen that can be sustainable. So they're learning how to cook with the entire vegetable or the entire fruit and not throw out as much as possible. So like, for example, we... um, we're working with broccoli and one of the local farmers markets. Um, I asked them to harvest the broccoli from the very base of the stem all the way up to the leaves. And she gave me the whole plant. It was huge, but they actually used not only the floret that we're used to seeing on a uh, broccoli, but also the leaves and the stems. And they cooked them all up in various ways to, you know, and we had some taste tests and we just had fun trying to figure out different ways of, um, you know, using the whole vegetable. And um, the waste was limited because we actually ate it. <laughs> so it is something that, that people could eat and, and that could yeah. translate into helping other countries or, or anything really that just to learn how to use the entire fruit or vegetable. For sure. I mean, we throw out so much. When you see that broccoli at the grocery store, you're only looking at the very top of the plant. There is so much mass that is a part of the entire plant that is just, um, you know, either thrown out by the grocery store as they trim it up into smaller pieces for us or, you know, left over in farm fields, which that in and of itself can be helpful because it can be turned back into the soil. But the waste that comes in through these, um, these markets are where the issue really is. And even in our homes. So how do you see the students change from when they first get in? They don't know a lot about what the program is. And then when they're graduating. Oh, it's so fun to see the development of these students. So 
the new students are always so curious and uh, interested in all the different aspects of it. They love to hear what the more advanced students are doing. And then our advanced students come out of the program so mature and uh, having such a strong understanding of what goes into food manufacturing. Their confidence is just, you know, leaps and bounds greater than when it is when they first start in the program. Um, Their knowledge grows, their um, uh, creativity grows, their critical thinking grows, and they just become very mature students ready for the professional workforce. Mm -hmm. And they all do. They all go into, we have 100% placement right into different food manufacturing companies all in the Milwaukee area. And um, they're ready. They're ready for those jobs. They understand what goes into it and they have the confidence to tackle it. And it's just got to be a career that will continue to grow, I'm sure. Right, for sure. I mean, people will always eat, right? There's never any worry about job security when it comes to, you know, food because we'll always be needing, you know, either um, food that is more sustainable or food that is um, more nutritious or that is more shelf stable. All of those things play a role in it. And so one of the great parts of being a part of this program is, yeah, you're doing all this work, but then you're eating, right? For sure. So every single experiment that we do, um, you do get to taste uh, afterwards. So we eat a lot in the food lab. It's kind of like you get the freshman 15 only right there in the food lab when you're in food science. <laughs> but um, there are some experiments, of course, that we can't because we do that in the chemistry lab and we're like extracting fats or something. But for the most part, we're in the food lab and we're making different things and we're trying them and experiencing those changes in your mouth and um, and just the texture and the feel and the you know changes that you get. Anything that you taste and you say, oh, I'm not sure we want to taste that one again. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. There have been a few that have been failures, um, but all in learning experiences. Um, And I leave it up to the students to decide how to do those different variables. I'll tell them the things that I'm trying to get them to think about, and then they come up with ideas of how to get there. So one time we were even making um, processed cheese. So like American cheese, those slices. And I just gave them the variables. I said, it has to be, you know, meet the FDA's guidelines for how much of different cheeses and different ingredients can be in there. And then the final rule was it had to um, stick to the wall. <laughs> so, so they were throwing their slices of cheese up on the wall and that was sort of the final variable. Um, but yeah, fun things like that that are just allowing them to be so creative and um, also in their process of learning. Making a food fight a requirement. Right. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anne, you've made me hungry too. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't bring something in for, for us to right. try here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I really appreciate you being here and the food science program is, is really exciting and continues to grow. So thanks again for talking to us about You're it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And thanks everybody for listening and we will see you again next time. 